Hello, hello! Welcome to Conversations with the Future, where we interview ambitious teens with big dreams and inspire you to start working towards your dream career while you're in high school. My name is Okay Okafu, and I will be your host for this show. Stay tuned because you are not going to want to miss this. Today, I'm going to be talking to Ariana. I spent my first year at Ridley College with Ariana before she moved to Blythe Academy to pursue her high school education. We haven't seen each other for three years, but we are still very close, and I'm very excited for you guys to all hear from her today. Now, the crazy thing about Ariana is that she's in her third year of high school, but get this, she's graduating this year. Ariana is on track to graduate high school early this year to get a head start on her post-secondary studies, but she has still managed to maintain exemplary marks, have amazing extracurricular achievements, and serve as a role model for students not just in her academy, but students across Ontario, like me, who are dedicated to reaching ambitious goals as teenagers. You're all probably wondering how in the world Ariana was able to do this. And to be completely honest with you all, I am too. So without further ado, let's welcome Ariana and get this interview going. Hi everyone, my name is Ariana. As you know, as okay, introduce me. Thank you for the introduction, by the way. And also thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. It's certainly an honor to be here as a guest. Um, I am in my third year of high school and I'm graduating this year. And I think I have a lot to share on my experience, um, some advice to give, and also just like anything that you're wondering as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming, Ariana. So let's get right into the interview. My first question for you is to just tell us a bit about yourself, perhaps your cultural background, where you grew up, your early learning experience, anything you want to share about your the beginning of your life and how you've gotten to this point. Yeah, for sure. I'll just go over some of the basics. So I was born in Canada, but my parents are from China and they immigrated like right before I was born. And ever since I was in kindergarten, I've always been like a really curious kid. And I always ask these, my parents always told me that I always ask these like deep existential questions that they had no idea how to answer. But basically that led me to always be um, searching for new experiences and stuff. So I already moved schools a lot while I was in kindergarten. And eventually I ended up in a French immersion school where I spent seven years of elementary school. And then afterwards, that's where I met OK when I moved to Ridley College in grade eight. And then afterwards, I moved on to Blythe Academy following the COVID-19 pandemic, which was, I'm sure, (laughs) kind of a horrific experience for all of us. But I joined Blythe Academy because of its like small class sizes and really well-established online program. And three years later, I finished all my credits and I'm now graduating. So that's pretty exciting for me. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing some of your background with us. We'll be getting deeper into some of the things that you've already mentioned. But yeah, thank you for giving that introduction. Um, So first of all, we'll start by asking you what your aspirations are for the future. What are you hoping to study in university and perhaps what universities do you have in mind for you? Which university have you already applied to? And what's your dream career for your future? Okay, so I'm currently working towards a career in business. I want to get into capital investments and like build my way up into a management position eventually. Um, Because 
well, I decided on this because I'm better at math than anything else, really. So I feel like I have a greater potential for success here. And I also like business. So combining these two is kind of the dream for me. As for universities, I've applied to just Canadian ones. Um, and that includes uh, McGill University, the University of Toronto, uh, the University of British Columbia, and then a bunch of other um Ontario universities outside of the University of Toronto, like Western University, um, Waterloo, and McMaster's and Queens. Nice. And and I'm still deciding on which university I'll end up attending because obviously, like, it's an important decision, and I want to make a choice that aligns best with what I want for my future. Um, and I still have a lot of factors to consider, especially uh, as more news comes out, but. Yeah, but just like an FYI for any of the listeners, <laughs> it always it hasn't always been this way because like for a while I've also had my mind dead set on right. medicine, um, but I changed because I did end up reevaluating my motivations, and I can get into that um, as well. Of course, like. yeah, I was actually just about to ask you that question. I think the last time we talked, we discussed how there were three different pathways that you were kind of considering. You had engineering. You had medicine and then you had business. Those are all like <laughs> very different fields, right? One is really requires yeah. math, another really requires science, chemistry, biology. And then the other is something that a lot of people go into, but the bottom line is that those are very different paths. And so just talk us through the process of you considering those different fields and how you arrived to business as the one that you have decided that that's what you're going to pursue for your post-secondary studies. Sure. Of course. Of course. Okay. So I'd say that like most of my life, I've been dedicated to medicine. Like a lot of the extracurriculars I did in um, even middle school, those were all towards medicine. Like I did a summer program on biology and I also did AP biology in ninth grade and then I followed it up with another uh, program over the summer uh, last summer actually that's still pertaining to medicine so obviously like this wasn't an easy decision to make because I did dedicate a lot of years to this but I also kind of realized that like while I was thinking about it um, especially as like I'm going to head into university and this choice is actually mine to make now one thing that I really had to consider was like my initial motivations for medicine, right? Because initially I was thinking that like, it'd be an awesome job to be able to help people. And I also enjoyed learning biology and like chemistry and all of those sciences. But a lot of these things, I found that like, I wanted to make an impact on other people's lives. I wanted to make, I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to take up leadership positions as well. And a lot of that can be found in the medical field. But at the same time, after learning more about business and the economy, right, I kind of realized that I, although I wanted to make a difference in people's lives and um, being a doctor is one way to go about it, I realized that I find more meaning in making changes at a larger scale. And that's where business kind of comes into play. Things like capital management, where you're deciding where you're going to invest resources. These are all really crucial decisions that we make towards society and technological developments and all of that. And I'm especially concerned 
about the healthcare system as a whole and how really studying business and the economy is the thing that's going to have the greatest impact on those sorts of things. Especially since I'm also like, as you can tell from the amount of (laughs) programs that I've applied to, I'm also someone who really likes a change in environment and who really enjoys exploring different fields. So I think that business is the one that really lets me do that the most because when you're working in finance and economy, sure, you're going to be working with money a lot and um, you're going to be on the business side of things most of the time. But in that position, every single industry in the world requires business. Like it's always intertwined with business somehow. So if when you, yeah, exactly. So like when you pick business, right, for someone like me who likes to be flexible and have new experiences, I think that this is one of the best options for me because I can move industries when I want to with this sort of um, occupation. I can get involved in um, whatever field that I want to and still be able to learn a lot from that while also contributing meaningfully to each one. So I think that's one of the biggest things about business that really pulled me in. Um, And I think that uh, it's also like a field that's definitely more lucrative and uh, less risky, in my opinion, as medicine, especially since like the acceptance rates for all these medical schools and like the expenses are just increasing um, all the time. So I think it's definitely like something that to consider when making your decision, because it's really for um, I think that medicine is really for people who couldn't see themselves doing anything else. But for me, I think I'm really happy um, with doing business as well. And I think that's always uh, an option that I'm going to go down either way, whether I do medicine or not. Agreed. Very, very well explained. I don't think there's anybody who I know who is able to explain the advantages and disadvantages of pursuing medicine so well. So good job for doing that. And I, I definitely do agree with you because like you've kind of said already, Medicine is a very niche, you know, environment. And when you study medicine, you don't really have the option to pursue other careers unless you get another degree or get another license. But when you get a business degree, for example, and you study business, that can be applied to many different fields. It also can be applied to the medical field as well, because business right? Business is needed everywhere, you know? So I definitely think that for you, that's a good choice. Somebody who likes to explore different options, I feel like business is very good because nowadays, like I've always talked about with you and with many other people, business is becoming a very, it's becoming a degree that a lot of people are pursuing because of you know, how lucrative it is, and also because of how versatile it is. When you get a business degree, there are so many different jobs that are opened up to you versus when you're a doctor, of course, there are many different jobs that you can have, but it will, they'll all be, you'll all be, you'll be taking medicine no matter what you do. You're definitely, you're more trapped because it's such like a commitment. Like medicine is a very long-term commitment. And I think that like once you're in there, it's really hard to um, change your mind as a, compared to other uh, fields maybe because of the time commitment and one thing about medicine is that you also don't always have to start after high school right I could always get a bachelor's degree in anything else and then still pursue medicine later on in my career if I wanted to and that's something that's really interested uh, interesting to me 
I'm at that point as well. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well done for coming to that wise and considering everything i'm very proud of you for doing that um so now i want to ask you a little bit about what your motivation was behind graduating high school early because first of all i think you should explain to everybody how this process looked like for you because you know i know because you've explained it to me before but i think that there are a lot of people who are like how did you do that how did i do that and <laughs> yeah once you've explained that i'd also like you to just expand on the reason why you chose to do that because after you explain the process people will realize that it was not a walk in the park for you to be able to graduate a year early right. so explain the process please and of course why you chose to fast track your high school education yeah for sure so i think one of the first things that um, i have to say like straight up right now is that I'm in the Ontario secondary school um, curriculum. So I'm going to graduate with an OSSD. So basically the requirements for graduating is just having 30 credits with some like um, some mandatory courses and some electives. Um, and it just has to add up to 30 in the end. So as long as you have 30 credits, you can graduate high school. And some people go over that as well if they choose to. But for me, the reason why this worked for me was because I'm attending. So first of all, Blythe Academy is like a key uh, factor in this uh, process. And it said the school always functioned in quadmasters. So some of you might be familiar with the quadmaster, um, with the quadmaster system uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic and how a lot of public schools especially switched to that system for like a year or two maybe. Um, but Blythe Academy has always functioned this way. So basically, Instead of doing two semesters per school year, there's going to be four terms. And in each term, you're taking two courses. So you're really hyper-focusing on these two courses for like two and a half months. And then, so you're going to do all your midterms um, and your finals and all like the final projects all in that short amount of time. So it's really like really fast-tracking uh, your education in one, uh, one subject um, at a time. And in the end, since you're doing two per quadmester, you would end up with eight in the end as well. But basically what I did was to graduate early, all I had to do was get 30 credits in three years instead of four. So what I did was I took an extra course along with the um, two required ones for my quadmester. So sometimes I took three courses per two and a half months instead of two. And that just allowed me to really add on um, the amount of credits that I needed to graduate in the end. So for a lot of terms uh, throughout my quadmasters, I've done three courses at a time. And sometimes they were very difficult. Like sometimes you would end up with really heavy courses. Like um, I did English, grade 12 English, calculus, and um, biology all at the oh. same time. And so sometimes it gets, <laughs> it gets really difficult sometimes, especially since you're fast tracking everything. So it's moving at a faster pace, but you still have to like do all of the work that's required of you. Um, so that was the sort of idea behind it. So it's not as complicated as it seems sometimes because all you have to do is overload your courses in a quadmaster system. Um, and that's what allowed me to graduate early. And any school that does quadmasters might allow you to do this, but it really depends on uh, the school and what your guidance counselor will tell you and allow you. And I think if anyone else has this sort of plan, um, or want is interested in this, you would have to definitely consult your 
a guidance counselor at your school to see if this is like even an option for your system because this is a very like niche thing um, but it's pretty popular at Blythe Academy I think as long as you show the guidance that you're capable of handling the course load they're going to let you do it like I have two friends who also fast-tracked in a year above me which was how like I found out that this was something that was possible but anyways about how I decided to do this <laughs> and like what kind of happened afterwards so this was kind of so this was kind of accidental but also kind of intentional at the same time because initially when joining um high school i was not planning on graduating early because i didn't even know that this was possible you know until i met one of my classmates who was doing it uh, because he's really interested in the medical field so he, for him like he's on a timer right because like it's such a lengthy process to become a physician so he tried to cut back on time and he graduated in three years instead of four, which is very logical for a situation, for his situation. Um, but for me, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And at the time I was also interested in medicine. So I was like, I'm gonna do that. Um, so that was my original intention. It was originally intended for medicine because the journey to becoming a physician is so long. So getting started early is definitely very beneficial if you're someone who really wants to save some time uh, and get ahead. But now that like medicine isn't my current trajectory, I just get to get started early and like that's fine, you know? Um, but I think that one of the greatest benefits of doing what I did and sticking with it is that it really builds discipline, time management and maturity. Um, because you're overloading your courses and taking on so much more work than you would normally have to, right? So I think that that's definitely one of the benefits of doing it. And to me as well, like time is money. It's like a sort of ideology that I've been following for a while. Shaving a year off of high school, like especially attending a private school, definitely saved some money. And it's definitely not for everyone, right? It's like a big sacrifice. You'll be busier. You'll miss out on a year's worth of activities, and it's difficult when applying to a really competitive university or college because you're missing out on a whole year of experience and potential for growth in whatever club you are doing, right? right? Um, but if you're the type of person who wants like a challenge beyond the high school curriculum and wants to avoid senioritis as well <laughs> um, and is willing to make this kind of sacrifice, I think early graduation is something that's definitely worth considering. Right. I, I definitely agree with what she said. A lot of people may not... A lot of people may not realize that when you do things like this, when you try to fast track your education or you do things at a quicker rate than they were normally intended to be done, um, it actually, like you said, it builds discipline, right? You're you're going to have to really work on your time management if you want to do something like this because you have to do the same amount, the same number of courses everybody yes. else but just in a shorter amount of time so do, yes. can you speak a little bit about your experience did you ever have, have any challenges or difficulties while you were trying to um, fast track and if there's anything that you can share with us and any tips perhaps if, if there's anybody else who's looking to do a similar thing of course yeah for sure so <laughs> Um, some of my struggles, I definitely struggled in the beginning because it's an adjustment for sure. But luckily it was when it was like earlier on in high school when the courses, they weren't as like demanding. Um, they were 
teachers were more like helping you ease into the higher grades, like grade 11 and 12 course, course loads. But I think the first, the first struggle like, is just adjusting to the finals season, basically, because our final season, it happens like within two months and a quarter of a month. Like it's really quick. Um, like you have to learn everything so quickly and then you have to do your final project and final exams. And it's definitely a lot because you have so much content to squeeze in, especially when you're doing three courses instead of two, right? Um, that you have to remember um, for your final exam and you have to work on those projects that are worth like 20% of your grade. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of work. And my my biggest challenge was... I would say adjusting to that because as you know it's not easy <laughs> and eventually you kind of push yourself because if you if you want to do well if you're one of those students who who is really high achieving you're going to do well either way you're going to force yourself to do well like you're going to lose out on sleep maybe you're going to um probably spend a lot of time sitting down and not really exercising because you're dedicating a lot of time to just excelling in school. Um, that's like one of the biggest things. It's like having to deal with that and this the amount of stress that you hold. But it's like doing something like this for the first time, it definitely pushes you and it makes you learn a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that like the biggest challenge is that getting through that first first time, like the first overloading quadmester is the biggest challenge because you're really making that adjustment but then afterwards it gets a bit easier because you really do learn how to um, prioritize your work and manage your time and I have some advice on schoolwork in general that I can I'm sure we'll get to that later in this podcast um, anyways but it's basically it's about how you're going to prioritize your work and how you have to understand exactly what um, because we're in school and if you want to get a good grade in school, my biggest advice is to learn and understand exactly what your teacher wants from you. That's the way I think that's the best way to get a great grade, no matter what course you're taking. Um, especially, It's especially important if you're fast tracking a course and you're, um, if you're fast tracking like courses and if uh, you're overloading them at the same time. Definitely learning your expectations is so important. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for all of that advice. I think that's really helpful. And thank you for sharing that challenge with us and being honest because I can imagine that this must have been a really big undertaking. Um, but a lot of people, like we've mentioned at the beginning, but a lot of people may not know that while you are fast-tracking your education, doing really well, maintaining a very high average, you also have a lot of extracurricular pursuits that you have been doing throughout your time in high school. And one of the things that I really want to highlight today is your student leadership. You were the vice president of the student council. Um, You're the grade 12 representative representing Blythe at Global Educates Annual Leadership Summit. So you've had so many different leadership opportunities that you have taken on and that you have excelled in. So can you just talk a little bit about how those leadership positions have, um, what impacts you think that those leadership positions have made and will make on your future? Okay, yeah, for sure. So 
As you said, at Blythe, uh, during the, my first two years there, I was elected as the vice president of the student council. Um, and there I organized and coordinated a, little, a lot of events. Um, and I think, oh yeah, and also I was also representing Blythe at the Globe Educates Annual Leadership Summit. And I think from those two experiences alone, I already learned a lot, but added on to, because I moved campus between the first two years and this year, um, I've changed positions and become the grade 12 representative uh, for this year, uh, for the student council. And I think from all of my leadership experiences within Blythe, I really hone my leadership skills. And this includes like event planning, time management, marketing and advertising, and a lot of communication skills, as well as like team working and organizational skills. These are all, I think, really foundational um, abilities to have. Like you have to be really good at communicating, really good at uh, team working in the future, especially if you're going into a field like business. These are really, really crucial skills to have. So I think that these things that I've developed from my leadership experiences are going to be the most beneficial. And they also inspired me to pursue leadership positions in the future because I realized that through like behind every good team, behind every um, really successful group of people, there's a really good leader that's lying behind there. You know, there's someone who's who can motivate and inspire other people and like see the best in everyone and make use of their individual skill sets to the best of um, their ability so that the entire team can see and succeed and it'll be like a whole um, effort. And I think that that's something that's so impactful on not just like your own community, but also the people that you're serving, right? The people that you're trying to help or the organizations that you're trying to support. So as for the future, like when I'm trying to enter in leadership positions, I think these skills that I've developed younger, like when in my younger years, I suppose, um, they're gonna be really helpful in my future experiences and really growth is something like where you build on top of yourself. So having these skills is definitely going to help me out. Um, in the future there as well. That's great. That's really great. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Leadership is incredibly important. We always talk about this on the podcast, but um, leadership has so many, it has so many benefits to your future. Even if you're not necessarily taking on like a set leadership role as a career, you're still going to need leadership skills. So any bit of leadership that you can pick up in high school can be very helpful for your future. And we should yeah. also mention your contributions to the Excel Your Future organization. Um, I know that you um, helped out in that nonprofit a little bit. So if you could just talk about that for us a little bit, that would be really cool. Sure. So Excel Your Future, just to give some background, it's a nonprofit organization that hosts these, um, it's a nonprofit organization that hosts these uh, seminars, uh, speaker events from like university students or professors um, on whatever field that they're in. And that's basically to help uh, inspire younger generations to, to not only learn more about these fields, but also see what they can do to get more involved and to, um, see what kind of experiences that these people have had that they can also uh, seek out um, to help support them in like pursuing whatever career that they want. So it's really just encouraging young students to um, seek out more opportunities and growth. And for this organization, I served as the marketing assistant and a seminar coordinator for um, just over a year now. And 
in those uh, in that organization and i'm currently also um in the process of getting promoted <laughs> so i'm oh, really really, oh, really looking forward to that but i think <laughs> but it's like um i think in that organization i did a lot of like planning and coordinating events and like communicating with speakers on like what we're going to discuss in the seminar and um, organizing the seminars themselves and also marketing them to on social media and such and i think that my contributions to this organization has really helped me build my um, not only my networking abilities but also my communication skills and my um, my like promotional skills or marketing uh, skills and i think that the, these two things or these three things are really really important no matter what field you go into because at the end of the day i find that networking is like at the center of, of a lot of things you have to be able to like sell yourself um especially during university applications right you have to be able to be confident in yourself and the things that you've accomplished and be able to really show that off to other people and uh, get the kind of opportunities that you deserve for all of your efforts mm -hmm. right so i think that having these skills and building them through my involvement in excel your future has been also a really great experience for building leadership and uh, some skills some soft skills i'd say that you would need uh, to succeed in any sort of environment agreed Ariana. what i love that you have done is that you have taken opportunities um, that have helped you build different distinct skills, which have allowed you, which have helped you to grow in ways that would not have been possible otherwise, right? Like you sought out opportunities that would help you build communi communication skills, your marketing skills, right? which are all really valuable in a career in business, right? Which is something that somebody should do if they're pursuing medicine. If they're pursuing medicine, then people should seek out opportunities in a hospital, right? Um, if somebody wants to pursue perhaps a career in engineering, they should be making sure that they are doing math contests and increasing their knowledge in math and physics because those are very important fields when it comes to studying engineering, right? Yeah. So it's very... I'm sure you'll agree that it's very important to build the skills and get the experience that will be really valuable for you in the career that you want to do in the future. And that can really guide your yeah. extracurriculars and it can guide the activities that you pursue when you're in high school. And it can, it gives you a little bit of a method to the madness, if that makes sense, right? Because there's so many for different sure. things that you can do, but at the end of the day, you cannot do everything. So you should really be picking the things that you feel will be valuable for you in the future and that you'll actually be able to use the skills that you are building from those experiences that you're having. Of course, and like definitely do do that with purpose, right? Looking, Look for opportunities with a purpose in mind. Like, what is this going to help me with? Um, what can I learn from these experiences and like what's like really the meaning of like me doing spending my time on a certain activity I think that this is so important for not only your personal growth but also becoming a better and more experienced individual who can problem solve um, and collaborate with others in a similar field in the future amazing Ariana, I really want to thank you for joining me today. I feel like the time has just gone by so fast but the interview is coming to an yeah. <laughs> so what I want to do is I want to get you to just give one last piece of wisdom to the audience and tell everybody what you'd like them to know 
as they navigate their high school experience and work towards their dream careers. What is one piece of advice that you'd like to give? You can expand on what you were talking on earlier or say something completely new. It's up to you. Of course. So I think, especially like no matter what position you're in, I think the ability to network yourself is one of the most important because at the end of the day, it's really about communicating what you're capable of to, for example, like universities or to whatever employers you're going to have in the future um, or just getting more opportunities available to you. Networking is so important. And of course, you don't have to have that immediately as a high school student, but definitely it's one of the things that you're going to have to work on um, developing over your years in high school. But other than that, um, the most one of the biggest pieces of advice that I would give is really finding out what works for you in terms of your education. Because especially when it comes to like procrastination these days or like being demotivated, I think that in those cases, um, something that's really important is uh, being able to set your mind on something and um, understand yourself enough to be able to pursue it with like your full ability you know to like do things um intentionally definitely and yeah so obviously keep looking for opportunities especially i feel like um other people on this podcast must have said this before because it's such a big piece of advice but branch out as much as possible in your first year of high school if you haven't been there yet you know um really find out something that you think you can do well in or that you have a lot of potential for growth in that you uh, also enjoy doing and really try and focus on that and look for more opportunities that branch out of that. Yeah. Agree. Ariana, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I just want to encourage everybody to learn from what Ariana has done. Ariana is ready to graduate high school this year, but she did not just do that She didn't just do that by chance. She did it by systematic planning. She did it by carefully considering her options, weighing the different options that were available to her and taking the opportunities that she had and from there taking action. So I encourage everybody, like Ariana said, to continue to focus on what works best for you. Of course, branch out, but figure out what are the best steps that can take you to where you want to be. I really appreciate Ariana giving her insights today and I hope that everybody can take something from what she has said and that you can all be inspired and empowered to do the same. Thank you so much for joining me on Conversations with the Future. My name is Okeo Kapo and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.